Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Rogue Agronomist Podcast. Kyle from Stall Agronomy. And in case you can't really tell, which you might not be able to, I'm on a completely different microphone and, and mix board setup. It's one of those, uh, I bought a new microphone and the mix board I had didn't have enough amplification to actually use the old one. So, so now I have to, <laughs> had to upgrade everything. Uh, it's kind of the same thing you run into when you upgrade uh, maybe your storage or anything in your operation and then you have to upgrade everything else because it can't keep up with it. So we're on a new mic and um, it, it's a much better sound or audio sound quality, or at least it should be. It's supposed to be, does appear to be that way. Um, so anyway, let's get in the episode. And if you're unaware of what's going on, which I highly doubt you are, you noticed uh, with the report coming out this week that corn hit uh, definitely a really high price, uh, at least high for us. Um, it, it basically, a $5 cash bid price uh, on corn and beans are over $13. And even if you look at next year's future pricing uh, for new crop, we are looking really good. And I have a lot of people that ask me, uh, just kind of what what do we do when we see this or you know we've we've had basically a four dollar for the most part at least four dollars uh, if not three dollars uh, on corn since I've been working in agronomy for the most part now the first couple of years it was a little lower than that but I didn't have much to do with end users when I was scouting fields for seed production but as we've seen good prices um, a lot of guys kind of forget about 2008 to maybe 10 or 11 when fertilizer prices really hit a high. And when you look at the input costs right now versus what we were, what we can get for our green, it's, it's actually really good. Our, our profit analysis we've been doing has been coming back really, really good. It looks excellent going into next year. So there's a lot of profit potential, especially at the future prices, which seem like maybe they're off versus cash price, but not entirely true. And from what I've been seeing, we have probably some of the greatest profit potential we've seen since 2012. Yep, since 2012, in our area at least, 2012, even though it was kind of a down year on corn, uh, our bean yields were actually fairly excellent, uh, and our corn yields weren't terrible for the most part. There are some parts of my territory that have a little bit shallower soils, um, some more water infiltration, less water holding capabilities. Those guys really suffered, but the guys that had some heavy clays or some river ground, that actually was really good. And we saw actually later planting that year was better just because we missed um, missed a lot of the weather events and the high record high temperatures right around 4th of July up here. And that lading or later planting date actually yielded better. Um, so this year looks really good. Now, when when I say that, the next thing you're going to think about is, and I've been seeing this on Twitter, literally there's going to be white trucks pulling into your yard trying to figure out ways to separate you from your newfound wealth. And that, that is entirely true. It's already happening. Um, I've seen massive uptick in marketing for, we'll just call them value added, quote unquote, products that are going to gain you, you know, I don't know. I mean, the usual marketing for this stuff is, you know, it's going to cost you five to seven bucks an acre and you're going to get, I don't know, five to seven bushels of yield back. These products are all there. They've been there forever. Now that we have money, we want more yield. And 
it's very rare and that for me to actually say we can add our best way to add margin or add more to our farm is by adding more bushels right it's really hard to create more bushels than what we're going to get you know mother nature takes quite a few of those and a lot of different things affect our overall yield but most years when we look at a budget or any kind of profitability analysis when i look at those we can try to increase more yield but more often than not we're better off trying to understand making money with our current scenario or what our average is when we get into years like this this is one of those years where we can create quite a bit more if we can get more yield now the guys are going to be focusing on and i this is my short list i sent to my my consulting clients was fungicides micronutrients and some biological stuff there's going to be other things I told them that ideally I, I'd prefer that they went for P and K, um, maybe potentially looking at fields that needed lime or even going as far as putting in tile. Now we did a lot of tile this fall. We're probably going to do a lot of tile next fall. Um, we've done quite a bit of lime this fall. I'm sure we'll do more next fall. Um, and, and P and K levels as much as we saw a benefit to having higher P or P and K levels. We did also see some really good yields out of fields with what I would even call deficient levels of P and K. Can I explain this? Not necessarily. Could it have been better if we would have had higher levels? More than likely, yes. But at the same time, P and K definitely was not our limiting factor in 2020 in our area. Seems kind of like a, a, an agronomy faux pas. We were not supposed to say that, but for whatever reason, P and K wasn't our limiting factor as I get visited by a dog. Um, so for whatever reason, that wasn't our big thing. But I, I think those, for me, the, the long-term investments are the best way to go. And thanks for coming in, Giselle. Anyway, <laughs> I, I really think our long-term investments are the best. And while we don't really want to focus on that, we want more yield right now, right? So we're looking at fungicides. We're looking at all these other products. To, to try to get us some kind of an advantage uh, and a return on investment. Now, for my guys, what we talked about a lot lately has been, these are all products we should have been testing in the past, but we kind of put it off because lower prices. So when we had lower prices, we weren't testing things like we should have been, and now here we are where we have potential that we could add some of this stuff and, and gain a significant amount of yield, and we might be a little bit behind the eight ball. So are we gonna go test the entire farm? No, we're still going to try to test on smaller acreage, but maybe we'll find something that we can get into the rotation for the future. Now, when we look at fungicides, I always look at fungicides as the same thing as what I would look at if we were looking at an insect or insect trait in corn. They're not yield gainers, they're yield maintainers. They're going to not really gain you anything, you know, in the grand scheme of things. All things out of the question as far as fungicide or fungus. Uh, any kind of disease pressure, if we took that all out of the equation, fungicides would not gain you more bushels. There is some talk about maybe we're going to gain a little bit of plant health and that could benefit us. Well, let's throw that to the side, right? That That is, that's kind of, um, I wouldn't call that exact science. That is something that we just don't, we can't rely on. So 
Right. Now we're thinking fungicide. What are we going to see for disease pressure this year? Your guess is as good as mine. There's a lot of years where we don't think we're going to see much. And then we get the right kind of weather and we complete that triangle. And we have just insane amounts of disease. So for me, I'm looking at as we need to start looking at hybrids. And we need to start looking at fields and rotations. And our, our hybrids are probably our biggest key. Some hybrids are going to, going to withstand things a lot better than others. And then we'd have to look at what our rotation is. Is it corn on corn? Numerous other factors need to go into account before we start making, uh, we need to spray everything with fungicide decision. I think for me, I would maybe be booking some of those acres where we know we're going to see disease pressure because it's corn on corn. And we have a hybrid that has more susceptibility to whatever our disease spectrum is. So that's our fungicide, right? So now we're going to go into <clears throat> our biologicals. So I've been doing some biological stuff over the years. Um, there's a biological fungicide and one dog visited. And now the other one is I've looked at some biological fungicides uh, in furrow on corn. Those do show some promise. Um, there's one product called Ethos XB that we use. It, it seems to work and we've seen at least a benefit on it as far as plant stands. So for us, it's not necessarily a no-brainer, but it's something we're worried about our clay soils taking longer to emerge. So we look at a secondary pest insecticide. So we're throwing a half rate of that out. The added benefit of the fungicide in there, the biological, it seems to make a benefit for us. Is it going to be a benefit for everybody on every farm? It might not be. And that's that's entirely fine. I, I, I have a, somebody maybe 15 miles up the road that says that they saw zero benefit from this. It's great, but it's a totally different soil. We're talking about a Pella or a Plano silt loam versus heavy clays along the river bottoms. Totally different environment, and that's entirely understandable why I might see a difference and they might not. The other side of this is now we're starting to talk about Pivot Bio. Um, Terramax has somewhat similar or something similar. Um, I've heard of a Winfield uh, co op coming out with a very similar thing where we're talking about microbes that are going to fix nitrogen for corn. This is the, the wild west right now. And all of a sudden within the last two years, this thing's kind of blown up. Do we think it's gonna work? Do we know? We have no clue. A lot of the data I've seen, you have to sign up on websites just to be able to view the data and it's their own. Um, I, I think it's a try it. And I told a lot of guys, we're gonna go out and one of our biggest trials this year is gonna be trying out Pivot Bio. Um, we might try a product from Terramax, uh, and if I have somebody that's interested, we might try out some of the Winfield stuff, um, or whatever one of the Winfield guys has got. I'm not entirely sure if it's a Winfield United product or not. I, I can't find much on this product. So anyway, we're going to try some of these things out. Uh, there are other bio biologicals out there. Of course there is. There's always going to be. There has been. Um, once again, I, I think we need to remember that our biggest things are going to be our macronutrients and, and some of the stuff that we need in higher quantities. Maybe that's where we need to focus, but right now we're playing with some of these additives. And the last thing I'll talk about is micros, right? So micros, very important to plants, but at very small levels. That's key word here is micronutrients. Micro is in small. So when we look at corn, wheat, um, those things, they, they really like zinc, boron, and copper for a little bit lesser extent. But when we get to that level, maybe we need to add more nitrogen. Maybe we need to add more sulfur. 
maybe we need to add something else um, that's our limiting factor. And it's entirely possible. I, I've seen it where we threw a literal kitchen sink at something. We threw all kinds of micro or micronutrients. We threw uh, magnesium at a field once. And yeah, we saw a return. But the other side of that was this year, same field, same thing showing up. We threw out just some sulfur. And boom, it, it, it worked just as good as what we did when we threw all the micronutrients out there. So for me, that means sulfur was our main limiting factor, especially in some coarser soils like we have in some areas. So maybe it isn't always about the micronutrients, right? So we always talk about manganese and soybeans. You get into some high organic matter soils and some higher pHs. Manganese does show a return. You almost always need it when we start seeing a yellow flash and you'd like to get it on right before that starts happening. And sometimes we need two or three passes. Is manganese something you throw in every pass on soybeans, especially with glyphosate because it ties it up? I don't know. I haven't seen, I've seen some data on it. I haven't seen a huge return on that. Um, we have one local co-op that tells everybody it's five bushels every single time they do it. Uh, maybe. Um, it, it's kind of out there. And for us, we deal a lot with alfalfa. Um, a big thing in alfalfa has been boron. I've seen boron deficiencies the last two years now. And it's been showing up more and more for us. And I think we've had less and less going on. There's a lot of people that have been relying with the lower prices on manure for, for nutrient levels. And when we look at manure, we can almost make out the injection lines, anything in the alfalfa that is equates to any kind of change in application rates. That stuff is showing up. So definitely need to get some boron on some of these fields. And especially if we start seeing a deficiency, we know that even the plants probably aren't showing it, are probably deficient. And I can confirm with a tissue sample we did on a few of these fields that the entire field was deficient, but where we saw the deficiency, we definitely were losing yield in those spots. But micronutrients aren't always the answer. Throwing more out there isn't exactly the, the exact science it should be. Tissue sampling, either that's not even an exact science. So sometimes specific growth stages might be limiting in or nutrients. You might see a boron deficiency at certain growth stages. And then if we apply it, it looks like it goes way up. If we don't apply it, it maybe goes back to a moderate level. Um, sometimes when we spray on a micronutrient foliar on plants, we'll see a spike for a couple of weeks. And then as that, as we start getting new growth and it's not mobile in the plant, we'll start seeing that drop in the plant again. So is there a benefit to going out with multiple passes? I mean, it's, it's entirely up to you guys to kind of test this stuff out. And we're working on that. And I think a lot of people are working on that because it's been a hot button issue. Is it an exact science? As I've been saying, no. And we, we really don't know 100% for sure yet. And the other side of that is the same thing like nitrogen. You know, we might, maybe one hybrid sees a benefit from it, maybe another doesn't. We have very narrow windows to understand that because in two or three years, some of these hybrids are flopping or not flopping, but switching out and going to new stuff. And once we start figuring out what something needs, we kind of have to go to the new stuff and we get the new stuff. We get it for two or three years. And then again, we start figuring it out and then here we sit. So a lot of things to think about. There's going to be a, light, a lot of white pickup trucks pulling into farms. And I, I sent out a postcard to a few guys this year and I said, we're so committed to being different. I'll never buy a white pickup truck. And to me, you know, when I worked at the co-op, everybody had a white pickup. I'll never own another one in my entire career unless I'm working in retail. But 
I, I don't want to own one because I don't want to be the same as everybody else. I don't want to have somebody see a white truck pulling in their driveway and, and be like, oh, there's, there's the guy trying to sell me stuff. And, and we'll get into that sometime. I've talked about that. Uh, I know I really don't focus on trying to sell things on the first call. And I, I know a lot of guys do. And I think it's a disservice to farms and in, in trying to grow a business and, and understanding what's going on on your farm. A lot of the things that we do, we, we always talk about especially I put this on the website, we, we ask why and we want to understand and, and work through things. My goal isn't really to change everything that my guys are doing. What we want to do is understand what you're doing and make it work to the best of its ability. And, and that's what we really work with. So in the, <laughs> the, the fact that I'm starting to run on a little bit and talking about myself, that's time to end it. So as you see a lot of the white pickup trucks coming in, realizing that profitability has got a, a huge potential for next year Really go through and understand what these products can do for you and understand that not all of them are going to benefit you. So take some time, spend some time understanding what they are, ask people about them, ask somebody like me or somebody who might be an independent that understands and kind of looks through the science and isn't going to tell you yes or no based on how much money they can get out of you, basically. So anyway, I hope you guys enjoy this one. I'll catch you next time.